Hello and welcome to another episode of the Compile Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Whittem. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to Apple platforms and Apple development, including macOS, iOS, iPadOS, watchOS, tvOS, and any other OS they've invented this week. So with that, let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? Can you believe it? 2021. Oh my God, how exciting is that? Goodbye, 2020. Well, with 2021 and the beginning of the year, this is always a good time, right? People set, you know, those uh, New Year's resolutions that they may or may not keep. But I think in a different way, as developers, we should have a plan, right? I think it's always good to have a plan for the year. You may not stick to it. It may not work out. But I think it's good to have some goals. And that's really what your plan is about. So in this episode, I want to offer some suggestions I have some things that I've been thinking about and questions that I've got for myself for this year. And I thought, well, why not go ahead and share them with everybody and give you maybe some food for thought or things to consider, or even just provide me some feedback, you know, on Twitter at CompileSwift or go to CompileSwift.com and tell me I'm completely crazy because, hey, I may be completely crazy. You never know. So here we go. I've broken them into two categories, right? We're going to talk about, first of all, we're going to talk about skills for 2021. And then later on, we're going to talk about, you know, dealing with some of our code related stuff, right? For 2021. So here we go. Let's go through the skills list. So first up, I've got, you know, um, this idea behind the skills list is, is your plan for how you're going to improve you this year. So I've got on here, you know, uh, Swift and Swift UI, they're a given, right? We're going to get those skills improved for free as we work with the Apple platforms. So we all kind of get that by default. So that's an easy one. But have you considered, you know, niching down and focusing on a particular area? So for example, right, you know, something that interests me greatly is this augmented reality um, stuff. Now, I think it's still too early in the day for it to really be a mainstream thing, but I think getting in early rather than later is the way to go there. And I'm greatly interested in this augmented reality stuff, right? You know, you've got things like the Pokemon Go and that, that there's some really neat ideas in there and a lot of things we can play around with, um, be it for games or for apps. So my question is, you know, have you thought about a niche this year, right? Maybe AR or, you know, virtual reality, VR, or maybe audio, what about maps integration, uh, video playback, or maybe even writing some games. You know, there's lots of different areas, right, within, you know, every language uh, that you can niche down on. And I think that having a specialty area is beneficial not only to you at a personal level uh, for your career going forward, but it also helps you really understand some of the sort of really deep depths of, you know, some of the APIs and things like that. So that's that's one to think about. Now, what about your tool set? Are you going to review your tool set? Are you going to continue to use the same tools this year? Are you going to learn new ones or maybe, you know, the ones that you have, like say Xcode is the given, right? How well do you really know Xcode? You know, are you going to dive in deep and really learn some of those things? For me, for example, instruments is very much a a mystery box still. I don't know instruments anywhere near as well as I know that I should. So that's an area that I'm going to be looking at as well. Um, you know, not just creating my own instruments, 
but taking advantage of the ones that are built in. That is something that will greatly help our skills and the apps that we make. So another one is your learning resources, right? You know, have you been taking advantage of the ones that you have, even if it's just a case of reading, you know, and documentation? You, you'll have heard this one a lot. You know, people say about reading the documentation for sort of foundation in Swift UI and things like that. But as you look in there, and as I've personally experienced, you'll find some real hidden gems in there that can, you know, save you time because you might be trying to write code to do a particular thing. And there may be something in foundation that'll do it for you. So, you know, that's something that you, you may want to think about. You know, moving on, uh, what about subscriptions, which kind of go very closely hand in hand with, you know, learning resources? Um, you know, maybe it's time to review those. I actually sat down uh, just yesterday and went through, for example, even my subscriptions in um, iTunes. Oh, I'm sorry, I should say the App Store at this point, right? Um, and, you know, noticed a few that were in there that were about to renew that I don't even use the apps for anymore and I don't even use the services. So I knocked those on the head so that they don't renew automatically. Those are things that can kind of creep up and, and bite you on the butt. And as a developer, um, you know, I have a lot of different things that I pay for. And I think that they're all valid at the time that I do it, but maybe later on, some of them, you know, not so valid, right? So, you know, that's just a few things to think about for your skill set. We're going to take a break here. And when we come back, I'm going to focus more on maybe things you want to think about for doing your code for your code for this year and drawing from what you may have learned from what you worked on last year. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time for a break. Break time over. All right, we're back. So you now let's talk about the Cody things, right? The things that not only benefit you, but the apps and maybe your team members as well. So first up, did you do a lot of repetitive code last year that you can identify? Maybe you can turn those into a framework or a library. Maybe, you know, really make something out of that that could save you a bundle of time writing that repetitive code or making it in a generic way and then turning it into something. Uh, certainly, I think your other team members would benefit from that as well. I'm betting there is, right? More often than not, we end up writing repetitive code to do certain things. And when you go back and look at it, you'll discover that you did. Uh, nine times out of 10, when you're working on it, you know, you don't get a chance to think about it because you just got to crank out the, the widgets and get them out the door, right? So next up, uh, what about testing? Did you do enough or did you even do any testing last year? And if you didn't, maybe that's something you really want to think about this year. Uh, testing is something that is not only a beneficial skill to learn how to write the tests, but helps guarantee or try to guarantee the quality of products, right? And by doing tests, it gives you a, a way to back up, uh, you know, when someone says to you, well, do you think it's good? Well, you can point them to the tests and say, look, you know, try these tests or write your own tests against my code. And that is something that helps, you know, improve your confidence and helps improve other people's confidence in the code that you write if they see that it's testable, right? That is something that I want to focus on this year as well. So what about your code base? You know, have you upgraded it to the latest version of Swift or any of the other languages that you might use? 
you know, have you gone through and dealt with things like deprecations and API changes and brought them up to speed? Maybe now is the time to go back and look at those warnings that you've been ignoring in Xcode up until now. You know, in my experience and in my head, I tell myself, you know, warnings will potentially be errors in the end. So I like to deal with warnings as much as I like to deal with errors because that gives me less to worry about going forward. And that is certainly something I try to impress upon my team members when they're writing code, which is, you know, try and keep those warnings down to a minimum as much as you can and keep the code base clean and up to date. You know, so certainly keeping it up to date with the latest versions like Swift 5.3 or something like that, it's going to put you in a better place going forward as you work, you know, throughout the year and, uh, you know, hopefully dealing with new versions of Swift as they come along, as they inevitably will do, along with the Apple platforms, right? As long as you can try and stay as close as you can to the newer versions, you stand a better chance of having a happy experience when your users upgrade to the latest version of the lang of the platforms. What about source control? Have you cleaned up your branches? You know, have you merged them in, removed the old ones, killed off the dead branches? Something that a lot of people are guilty of, right? You, you say to yourself, well, I'll get to that. I'll do the merge, get the production build, and I'll get back to it. And then, you know, someone comes along and asks you for something and you never get it done. So clean up those repos, get them nice and clean and workable and buildable, ready for the year going forward so you don't can remove the guesswork of what was this branch and what did it do. Along with that, what about automating those builds so you never fall behind or you have to remember to take care of them at the end of the day? Uh, automation is something we should always look for when we have the opportunity as developers, if we can offload some of the repetitive tasks that we do to some automated process, not only is it a good thing for us getting back our time, but that automated, you know, repetitive process gives us something we can rely on because it's going to be the same way every time. You know, you don't have to worry that maybe you built something slightly different than you did the time before or things like that. And you can also tie that in with an earlier one where I said about testing. You could have those tests take place at build time as well. And the, the beauty of it is because it's automated, you remove that burden from your developers, which they'll thank you for. You know, um, they might not at first when you make them write the test, but they will eventually once it's all set up and they'll realize the benefit of doing it. Something that I use and can personally recommend is Bitrise. I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, an affiliate link, but, uh, you know, they're great for staying up to date with all of the latest releases from Apple as far as platforms and tools. And they'll be able to really make a painless way for you to have those build automations take place. And I love their interface. It's, it's great and it's simple and something that even I can understand. And then finally, you know, the big one that we all, I think, try to avoid, but it's going to be there. What about documentation? You know, firstly, did you do enough documentation last year? Did you do any documentation last year? Now, be honest with yourself. You know, um, you can lie to others, but you can't lie to yourself, right? Did you write those code documentation that you meant to? You know, maybe that's something you should consider doing this year as you write the code, rather than telling yourself you're going to go back and get it later. And, you know, again, that's something that I think we've all gotten better at but it really should be second nature. It is part of the development job in, in my viewpoint. 
So that's some things that I wanted to share with you in this episode to get you started on a good path, I think, for 2021. I'm adopting a lot of these and improving on the processes that I use. And, you know, look at the show notes. There's a blog post that goes with this over at compileswift.com with the list if you want to refer back to it. Again, I'll put a link to that list in the show notes. Uh, With that, you know, let's have a fantastic year. I really feel it's going to be a great year for us developers on the Apple platforms. There's just so much to look forward to in, you know, WWDC. We're going to be talking about that soon enough coming around. Take care of yourselves. Reach out to me, you know, please subscribe, you know, share this with other developers and say, hey, look, you know, this is something I think we should follow on our team or each other, whatever it may be. These are designed to help everybody. Reach out to me on Twitter at CompileSwift or you can go to CompileSwift.com and find it there. 